Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. So today I was thinking about cancel culture and it's not the topic of the episode today, but it did lead me to think about the topic of our episode today. So cancel culture from a benign perspective or a socially motivated perspective is the concept of not people not using their voices to do harm in the world, not using their positions of power and prestige in the world to create harm either deliberately or by being willfully blind to the impact of their words on other people. And the mechanic for cancel culture is social rejection and judgment. So cancel being canceled is a form of ostracism. So someone is thrust out of the social or professional circles, or we totally reject an individual or an idea. And ostracism happens when we're excluded from uh, society or group. So canceling can be a thing. It can be a mechanic that's used because we all believe we create our belonging by conforming, by conforming to other people's expectations. So I want to talk about being canceled in a completely different context, and that's self-canceling. It's something that we do to ourselves uh, to create this sense of belonging. So we do nothing anyone could criticize and we worry constantly about other people's judgments. So when we do that, we cancel ourselves. We reject ourselves and our ideas so that we can fit in. We fear being thrust out of our circles. We fear exclusion. We desperately are afraid of being kicked out of the tribe. I've seen this play out in three ways with my clients and also with myself and in ways that hold people like you and me back from doing what we want. The first is the fear of the loss of our professional status. So for example, I knew a lawyer who actually hated practicing law and he dreamed and yearned about how amazing it would be to just open up a bar, a a pub in the small town where he lived and just entertained people at night, poured drinks at the bar, chatted to people. This is what he would most love to do, but he was, well, I can't give up being a lawyer to do that. Or a doctor who really did disliked practicing medicine and he dreamed of building and restoring houses and flipping them and selling them and just would delight in doing that. But again, it was, well, I can't, I can't give that up. I can't give up my medical training to do this thing that didn't involve so much investment um, to do. 
or um, a woman who's a high-level executive who spends her night times yearning that she could be a musician, but she has a high-status job that she just can't imagine giving up. So it got me to think about, like, why is status so important to us. And I guess this is a dictionary definition day. I'm a person who loves vocabulary and words matter because they affect how we think and how we frame the world as you'll keep hearing over and over and over again in this podcast really matters. So I like to look up words. So I looked up the word status and it's defined to mean the amount of respect, admiration and importance given to a person. And I really, it really struck me when I saw this, that it focuses on given to. So I'm a person and status is given to me by other people. So it's, it's, it's something that's derived from outside of us. So our professional status is acquired because we do work that requires special and elite training often. Um, it's a privileged position. It's something a lot of people don't get. And so it signals to the world. It signals to other people that I'm good. I'm excellent. I'm smart. What, whatever my profession, I believe, signals. And um, it does a couple of things for me. First of all, it creates a tribe of similar professionals around me. I develop friendships within that circle. And I also develop a tribe around me who looks up to me because of that status. And, you know, for any of us who contemplate losing that professional or high level status, it would mean that we would lose that tribe. It would, we would lose that circle of friends and colleagues and there would be ripple effects to other social circles where we might lose our status in those too, because of, the people in those circles looking up to us because of our jobs. So I had mentioned a lawyer, a doctor, uh, an executive. It's those kind of jobs that people sometimes often don't like, but will stick to till they retire because of the status involved. And they can't bear the idea of losing this group of people around them. Uh, looking up to them because of their status. So why is that part of what I call self-canceling? Because when we let status rule the show, then we deny our own yearnings. We silence or cancel our yearnings. And we act out of the fear of being thrust out of our social circles. So... The second way of canceling ourselves comes from our fear of triggering other people's jealousy or judgment. So this comes when you might say sentences to yourself like, oh, I don't want to be too big, or they'll think I'm too big for my britches. They'll say about me, wow, she's really self-important, or she's too much, or he doesn't deserve to have all of that. He didn't work hard enough. So we in the, in this case we're worried about other people making snide comments about us and doubting our abilities and feeling jealous 
about us and letting the jealousy fuel their actions and maybe not liking us so much. And our real fear here is losing our connection with other people, losing those points of commonality, what we have in common with the people that are in our current tribe. And there's a little bit of fear also that we'll judge ourselves if we've kind of got the mean girl or mean boy um, in our brain, we might start adopting these comments and negative comments other people say to us and we start judging ourselves and agreeing that we're somehow being too big. And so in this way, again, we cancel ourselves by denying uh, what we could create, denying our big ideas, not allowing ourselves to unleash the fullness of who we are, not allowing ourselves to go out in the world with all of our amazingness, but trying to stay small so that we fit within our tribe. So we are canceling an important part of ourselves. We're canceling our ideas when we do this. And the third way we self-cancel is when we have a fear of presenting new ideas and philosophies. And by that, I mean ideas or philosophies that are new to us, that represent an evolution or change in the way we think from perhaps even long-held beliefs. So what we're afraid of here is they'll think, wow, I'm crazy, or they'll really start wondering about me, or they'll just realize that I've really changed and I believe different things now. So for example, a way this could happen is you develop a deep interest in all things mystical and spiritual and you know, you love that stuff. You're really interested in it, but you never bring it up at work. You never bring it up amongst your friends because you're quite sure that they'll think that's really strange and that something weird has happened to you. Or you become informed about a social justice view that becomes important to you and you never, ever bring it up. You don't mention it. It's, you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want anybody to think that you're being critical. And this important subject that you're so keen about, that you're so interested in, you never talk about because you're concerned about other people judging you. Or you develop an intense interest in something completely outside the grid, something that is not within uh the line of sight of anybody you know, but you stumble on it and you become fascinated with it. You suddenly develop a huge interest in fungi and all of their forms and are fascinated by it, but you don't pursue it because um, you don't know people that like that kind of thing. You think it's kind of weird. So the real fear here is the loss of social connection. And the social connection with our existing friends. And so what we do is we don't uh, share these ideas. We don't pursue the ideas. We don't reveal them to our existing circle. And so we create distance. And we don't create connections around things that I love to do. And so in that sense, I cancel myself again because I cancel my interests 
out for other people because of what I think that they would think about that. So these are all ways that we are holding ourselves back and we're canceling ourselves. And it really feels like a cancellation to me because we're not presenting ourselves in important ways. We're not showing up as who we are. So it's, it's not, um, you know, this podcast is about creating the freedom to become who you want. And it's not consistent with that self cancellation is not consistent with creating the freedom to become who you want. And the reason we're doing this is because we're focusing on the fear of what we're losing and not on the fear of what we're gaining. What we're imagining in our head is a sea of frowning faces. So the result is we hold back on our desires. We limit our choices. We hold back on our ability to create and we keep silent about our ideas. And the result is that People either love us or they don't, but who they're loving isn't really us because we're not showing all of us. So I ran, came across this solution the other day, and it's a solution in the form of a new thought. And I love this thought, and I wanted to share it with you. So this new thought is, I create my belonging wherever I go. Like this truly would be a magical power. If you could adopt this thought, I create my belonging wherever I go, then the world would unfold in amazing ways for you because you would discover, you would have discovered that you create your belonging from within. You wouldn't be looking outside to create it. You would show up having your own back. You would decide to be guided by where your desires and yearnings lead you. Not somebody else's desires and yearnings, your desires and yearnings. You would decide to share all the ideas that bubble up to the surface and want to be shared. You'd be open to what comes up through you. This is such a huge shift because you're not focusing on what you would lose. You wouldn't be focusing on what you'd be leaving. You'd be focusing on the welcoming tribes of people you would create, the people that would love you as your best. And that's a thing that is so true and I found to be so true is there's nothing that feels better than just deciding I'm gonna have my own back. I'm going to show up the way I am. I'm going to show up with all of my ideas. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to be as big as I possibly can. I'm going to be as ambitious as I want to be. I'm going to create whatever I want to imagine. And I'm not going to worry about how other people judge that. I'm not going to be focused on any status I'm losing. I'm going to be focused on the status I'm gaining. I'm going to be focused on the friends I'm making. I'm going to be focused on the exciting people that will come into my life. I'm going to be focusing on all the beautiful ideas I'm now allowing to come through me because I'm being open to them. I'm opening up to myself. I'm no longer canceling myself. So this week, what I'd like you to do is 
write about creating your belonging wherever you go. How is it true that you create your belonging wherever you go? I want you to really think about that. I want you to write examples about it. I want you to write about how you've done it before. I want you to write about how you could do it. I want you to think about those things you're afraid of doing because of what you would lose and write instead about what you would gain. So that's it for this week, Savvy Souls. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did enjoy it, I'd love for you to hop over to Apple Podcasts and write a review. Refer your friends uh, to the podcast, anybody you think this could help. I do treat this as a labor of love, and I would love to share my ideas with more people, help more people. This is my free offering. This is the way I take all of the best things that I've learned myself and working with my clients and working with my own coaches and sharing them uh, to the world for free. So I would love you to help me get the word out. Thank you so much and see you next time. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.